Hi, it's Pete Northstead here, and welcome to another Trade on Sports and Focus on Football Premier League betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton, and he's, he's a globetrotter, Jimmy. is. Where are you tonight, Jimmy? I'm in uh, the Ibis budget in uh, Hounslow in London, <laughs> just Just 24 hours ago, I was hobnobbing it in the wind, the Venetian, the Cosmopolitan with all the celebs, and now I'm in a Ibis budget, but... I'm back. I'm very jet lagged. I had an incredible time, Peter. And I have to say, if the Super Bowl is on your bucket list of things to do in life, people, please do it. Life is short. You you won't regret it. It's incredible. Yeah, it it sounds it does sound amazing. Uh, I mean, you know, it, like like I say, it comes at some sort of cost, but still, like I say, if you if you enjoy if you enjoy it, then you do it, don't you? Yeah, the unders cashed as well, Pete. So that paid for a bit of it. <laughs> yes, yes, not, it not did. much of it, I have to say, but yeah. it paid for a bit of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I didn't watch the game. I, I but I, I I was sort of aware of it at at half time. I think I think was it ten three at half time. It was. Yeah, and, and do you know what, Peter? Love always wins because Taylor and Travis they kissed just in front of me. <laughs> it brought a tear to my glass eye. <laughs> Yeah, the you know, and I, and I did see, and I felt, and they said, and the, you know, the general impression was, oh, this isn't such a good game. And I thought, oh dear, I hope it's not, you know. But then, obviously, when you wake up in the morning, you know, it's wow, you know. Well, well, people can say that, but it was one of those tactical games, Peter. That you know, I like, I like my Test match cricket, and people say that can be boring at times. And I thought the first half of the Super Bowl was a bit like that, a little bit of cagey to and fro, and you could see when you. <laughs> Considering how how high I was sat up, you could definitely see the play unfold and the tactical nuances. So yeah, it's uh, I, I quite enjoyed even the first half, but then the second half and overtime came to life. Peter, the superstars came out to play. Patrick Mahomes, probably the best sportsman on the planet at the minute. I know that's a big shout, but uh, yeah, incredible. Hey, Peter, talking about Premier League now. I've noticed something this week. I don't know if you've spotted it, because you're much of a match line player, aren't you? Yes. There is one goal line of two and a quarter, another goal line of two and a half, and all other eight games start with at least a goal line of three goals. Wow. Can you remember the days when we first started doing this podcast and we'd have the odd line of two? That's probably a Stoke game. Um, A few two and a quarters, and the majority of them were two and a half, with only the odd game, probably with uh, Liverpool back in the day with Suarez and Sturridge and that, and Man City seeing two and three quarters or three and more. And yet now the staple is two and three quarters and above. Yes, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the way the, the way the game has evolved, and whether that's just teams playing out from the back and giving and taking more opportunities, I don't know. But sixty five percent of games are seen three or more goals. And incredible, listen to this, Pete. I was stunned when I read this. Forty three percent of games this season have seen four or more goals. Wow. Where do we start this week? Is it Brentford Liverpool? Yes, we do. Yeah. Crikey, this is going to have some goals as well. Over to you, Peter. Yeah, Brentford, Liverpool, um, plus one the handicap. Recent head-to-heads, there's been two matches. Brentford have won one, there's been a draw. Liverpool, not one. Uh, when plus one goal, Brentford's record reads 1-1, one, one, drawn one, lost one. 
and a comfortable 2-0 victory away at Wolves. Good win, that is, for Brentford. Liverpool went there, minus one goal, one six, drawn three, lost one. Four of the six victories were by two or more goals, and they're coming off a 3-1 victory. I turned to Burnley. Liverpool only lost two of their last 35, so... You know, they're in some really good, consistent form, Liverpool are. Plus one goal, 193 matches, 64 home, 56 push, 73 away. My race is suggesting value the home side. Well, that doesn't surprise you, Pete. I mean, the form of Ivan Tony um, would, would say to me automatically that Brentford will probably score in this game. He's a bit of a throwback striker again. I always say you know him better than anyone, really, having watched him for a long time at Peterborough. I think he'll relish this game, won't he, Pete? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. And that then automatically draws me towards siding with the main goals in this game because Liverpool have been scoring goals for fun. If you throw in the fact that Thomas Frank, as we know, is a very tactically astute manager... He will find a way at set pieces to create chances for the home side. And I'm a little bit surprised that once this goal line trended up to three and a quarter from three, that it didn't hold because it's gone back down to three, Pete. There have been two or more goals in each of Brentford's last seven games. Six of those matches have seen three or more goals. Over three and a half goals has landed in five straight Liverpool Premier League games. With the goal line set at three, Pete, I'm going to take a little bit of the over for the podcast. Right, Burnley Villa. Uh, sorry, Burnley Arsenal next. Recent head to heads, Burnley have won naught. There's been two draws. Arsenal have won four. But, uh, we, well, we all know what Burnley are like in these scenarios. Plus one and a half goals. The handicap here. Burnley when they're plus one and a half goals. One naught, draw naught, lost seven. Five of the seven defeats were by two or more goals. Come off a three-one defeat away at Liverpool. Arsenal uh, when they're plus minus one and a half. Two matches, they won both, but they didn't cover the handicap. They're coming off a, an, an amazing 6-0 victory away at West Ham. Arsenal have won their last four. They're back in the, the title chase now. Plus one and a half goals, 83 matches, 42 home, 41 away. Very small value, Burnley. Can't believe that. <laughs> well, back in the day, we'd have been gobbling this up, wouldn't we, Pete? Yeah. Burnley plus one and yeah. a half. And it's interesting here because I sense if Arsenal had beaten Liverpool and West Ham, but I say just one goal margins in those games. And again, those would have been good results. Winning at home to Liverpool and then away at West Ham by a solitary goal would have been fine results for Arteta's men. I'm wondering if this would have been about around the minus one level. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if we if we've just seen this hugely inflated line. And that's not to say Arsenal aren't going to win this game and Say they're not going to cover this line, but I think it's been hugely inflated by those two performances. That said, can you discount what you've seen? They've scored three times against Liverpool, six times against West Ham, and Burnley have the worst home record in the league. They've collected just five points from the 12 home games. Now, the one thing that would give me a lot of hope if I was looking to back Burnley here, plus one and a half goals, is that, yes, they've not, they've not done very well of late, but yes, on both teams to score, is on a 5-0 and run in Burnley's last five matches. And they've played good sides in that spell, Pete. They've played Villa, Liverpool, Man City, and they've scored in those games. Vincent Company's men are sure to have a go here. I like the overs, I like the over three goals, but I can't trust Burnley plus one and a half, even though I think it's a bit of an inflated line. So for the podcast bet, Pete, we're going to take over three goals. Next up, Fulham, Aston Villa. Uh, recent head-to-head, Fulham have 1-1, Aston Villa have 1-1. Plus a quarter of goal, the handicap here. 
Fulham went there plus quarter. 1-2, drawn three, lost five. They come off a very good 3-1 victory at home to Bournemouth. Villa went there minus quarter of a goal. Uh, 1-4, drawn one, lost five, come for a 2-1 defeat at home to Manchester United. They'll be disappointed with that, I think, uh, Villa. Three or more have been seen in five of Villa's last six. So the Villa's games have, have got goals. Plus a quarter, 341 matches, 104 home, 197 half win, 140 loss. That makes 152 and a half play, 140. Very small value, Aston Villa, I'm going for. Well, in some ways, Pete, I'm wanting to oppose Villa here and take Unai Emery's men on. But when I did that recently against Sheffield United, it didn't really end very well. Um, the ground was empty by half-time. Um, Fulham have picked up 22 points from the 12 home games this season. That's a under-the-radar, very strong home showing from the Cottagers. Fulham have won just two of the last seven games. They were disappointing last time out in the 2-1 home loss to Man United. The goal line opened two and three quarters. It's trended up to three. Like you, Pete, I, I don't really want to make a bet in this game, but I'm, I have to for the podcast, so I'm just going to lean towards the home side plus a quarter of a goal, but it's with no real conviction at all. Next up, Newcastle-Bournemouth. Um, recent What's head the case, line here, Pete? Uh, minus three quarters. Oh, bouncing back and forth. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yes, it did it. Wow. Yeah, wait a minute. I, I'm going to I'm just look, making check that. It's changed about six times this week, this line. Minus a half. Oh, back to half. Minus <laughs> a half. That, that's typical, that, isn't it, anyway? I've done, <laughs> I've done the stats for minus three quarters. But anyway, I'll do the stats on minus three quarters. Uh, minus three quarters, uh, Newcastle 1-2, Bournemouth 1-2. There's been a one draw. Newcastle went minus three quarters, 1-7, drawn two, lost one. Good record, that, really. Uh, three of the seven victories by two or more goals come for three two victory away at Forest. But Bournemouth uh, when they're plus three quarters one one drawn one lost eight sixty eight defeats by two or more goals come off for three one defeats away at Fulham. Newcastle scored at least three in their last three, so they're scoring goals. You know I, I don't really get this line really. Um, let me just have a look. I see if I've got minus a half. I think I've got the minus half stats. 301 matches, 149 home, 152 away. My rate is suggesting very good value, Newcastle. And I just don't see why it's not, you know, I'm just surprised. Yeah, when you throw it to the, <clears throat> the fact that St James's Park is a very difficult place to go, Bournemouth have the fourth worst defensive record in the league. They've conceded 44 times in 23 games. And yes, both teams, the score is on a 6-0 and run in Newcastle games of late, including them conceding to Forest and Luton in the last two Premier League games. But now this line's bounced back to minus a half. I think you've, you've got to almost definitely take the home side here, Pete. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. Often that's a, a red flag to keep away. Mm. But I just think this Newcastle side scores goals. It's a difficult place to go, St James's Park. And if you're not prepared to back Newcastle here, Pete, when are you prepared to back them? Yeah, that, 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 that's true. That There is something, though, not right. There is something not right, isn't there? No, and, but Bournemouth have been in good form lately. and They appear to be a little bit of the metrics darlings. They, they appear to be putting good stats in, good numbers in. And they've done very well this season. Yeah. But they concede a lot of goals. 
Forest West Ham next. Uh, Forest won this game last season. Minus a quarter a goal, the handicap. Again, I was a bit surprised with this one. Forest went minus a quarter, one naught drawn, one lost, one come for a 3 2 defeat at home to Newcastle. West Ham went there plus a quarter, one three drawn, one lost, six coming off a 6 0 defeat at home to Arsenal. West Ham now not one in five, so maybe that explains the, the, the sort of line. Uh, mind you, I think I still, when we look at a minus quarter, 592, 244 home. 176 half loss, 171 loss. So that makes 244 play 259. Despite that, that though, I think the, the the value is with the Hammers, and I think I think that it's this value has helped with their defeat last week. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've lost the last two games against Arsenal and Man United by a combined nine nil scoreline. So if ever there's a time to buy low on them, it's probably now. And let's be honest, Pete. In the last two games, what have we really learned? Well, David Moyes does what David Moyes tends to do. He lost to the very best teams. And here they travel to a, a team who are one of the lesser lights in the Premier League. And we all know over time, David Moyes tends not to lose these games. And Forrest built the survival last season on their home form. But this campaign, they're averaging just a single point per game. They've got 12 points from the 12 home games this season. Now, Forrest have scored in the last seven Premier League games. Now, this is this is one of the games that I referenced to begin with that's below that three goal line. This goal line is set at just two and a half. Now, Forrest have scored in the last seven Premier League matches. The league average is 3.22 goals per game. And I tell you what, if you asked me and you said, Jimmy, point out the most average, in inverted commas, Premier League game you've got this weekend on the card, I'd call it this one. This is an average Premier League game. The goals average is 3.22. I like the overs here, Pete. Two and a half goals. I'm, I'm all over the overs here. Spurs, Wolves next. Uh, minus one goal, the handicap here. Recent head-to-head, uh, Wolves have got the better of this. They've won three and Spurs have won two. When minus one goal, Spurs record as reads, won seven, drawn not, lost three. Four of the seven victories by two or more goals. Cover a 2-1 victory at home to Brighton. Wolves when they're plus one goal, one two drawn, two lost six, five the six defeats by two or more goals, come off a two nil defeat at home to Brentford. Spurs scored at least two in their last nine, and Wolves conceded two in their last three, at least two in their last three. Minus one goal handicap, two hundred ninety three matches, hundred forty hundred fourteen home, seventy five push, hundred four away. My rate is suggesting value Tottenham. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, when you watch, I'm, I'm just a little bit shocked at this this plus one line, Pete. When you watch Wolves play, they're built for the counter attack. They'll have ample opportunity on the turnover against this expansive Spurs team. And yes, Tottenham have scored 51 times this season. Wolves have scored 37 goals. Now the last seven Spurs games have gone over two and a half goals, and Wolves have scored 16 times in their last seven Premier League matches. I think there's going to be plenty of goals here, Pete. I know recently we've um, we lost out last week in that Spurs Brighton game when we was on the over three and a half, but I think it was still only one goal scored after seventy minutes. The other week we we backed Spurs and over. Um, and there was only one goal after about an hour, and they ended up being about five. The Spurs games are high scoring. They're exciting games to watch. If you're going to back this game, even on the three and a quarter goals, I think you've got to look towards the over people. Yeah, yeah. Man City, Chelsea next. Uh, minus one and a half goals. And, and 
that that again sort of surprises me, really. But well, when we look at the uh, Chelsea away from home, plus one and a half, they've never been plus one and a half. Reason their Ted's though, uh, City have won six, Chelsea have won two. When minus one and a half goals, Man City's record reads one six drawn, one lost three. Only three of the six victories are by two or more goals, and they come off a two nil victory at home to Everton. Man City, they've won their last six. We all know what they're about. Minus one and a half goals, 176 matches, 83 home, 93 away. The value though is with the home side, Moraitan suggesting. I am again surprised at that a little bit. Well, I don't think it should be. Man City are a powerhouse and Chelsea aren't very good. Now, the only thing I would say is that Chelsea have scored in the last eight Premier League games. So, if you're going to receive one and a half goals away from home, even against Man City, if you're on a good scoring run, you've got half a chance of covering this handicap line. The problem is they concede a lot of goals as well. For a team like Chelsea, with their historical reputation of being a strong defensive unit, to concede 40 times in 24 games isn't good. Again, Pete, I'm going to lean towards the home team here. Even receiving one and a half, even giving up sorry, should I say, one and a half goals. I think we saw Chelsea on paper, had a very solid 3-1 win away to Palace on Monday Night Football. It was far from that. Chelsea aren't mm. very good. Take Man City, minus one and a half. Sheffield United, Brighton next. Uh, recent head-to-heads, Sheffield United have won one. There's been one draw, Brighton have won naught. The line has shifted now to plus one goal. When plus one goal, Sheffield United does uh, record reads 1-1, draw naught, lost four. Three of the four defeats were by two or more goals. And they're coming off a very good 3-1 victory away at Luton. Brighton, when they're minus one, a goal from away from home. 1-1, one, one, draw not, lost one. And that uh, victory was by two or more goals. They come off a 2-1 defeat away at Spurs. Um, three or more goals have been seen in Sheffield uh, United's last four. Plus one goal, 193, 64 home, 56 push, 73 away. Marais is suggesting very small value Brighton. I'm surprised at that one as well. Well, yeah, I, I know what you mean when you when you just look at it and you think Sheffield United v Brighton and Brighton laying a full goal away from home. But when you think about it and and you try and work out how the game will pan out, I'm not really sure how Sheffield United get much of the ball here. Yeah, you know, they need a lot of the they need some of the ball to create and take chances, and because they've not got that many creative players at this top level. They probably need to be having 35% plus of the ball to, to create enough opportunities for them to take some opportunities. And I just don't see them getting the ball. Now, Brighton have picked up only 12 points from the 12 away games this season. So I wouldn't really be rushing to back them plus one goal. After failing to score in three games, Brighton have then scored four times against Palace and then once at Spurs last week. I can't back the minus one. Uh, minus three quarters where the line opened, I was leaning towards signing with Brighton. I think, again, on the goal line, I think I'm probably just going to side with the under here, Pete. Goal line of three. I'll take a little bit of the under because I can see Brighton probably winning this game 2-0. Right. Next up uh, on the uh, Sunday, uh, Luton against uh, Manchester United. 
There's been money coming in for Manchester United now as the, the lines moved plus three quarters. Luton went well, plus three quarters, won one, draw not, lost one. The loss uh, came by the one goal. They're coming a half for a three-one defeat away to Sheffield uh, at home to Sheffield United. Sorry, Manchester United when they're uh, minus uh, three quarters away from home, one seven drawn two, lost one. So that's a good form from Manchester United on that handicap and uh, they, three of the seven victories were by two or more goals they come off a, a very good 2-1 victory away at Villa plus three quarters of a goal 200 matches 68 home 57 uh, half lost 75 loss that makes 68 play 103 and a half so the lean really is to the away side there however my rating suggesting small value Luton well, when this line opened minus a half, Pete, I almost thought about flying back from Las Vegas, which I'm not very good with those VPN things, uh, stick my life savings on Man United. Yes, uh, I, I, I think that was a good, yeah. And then and then look to trade out because there was no way that line was going to open, was going to close at minus a half for Man United. Just the, for a start, the name recognition wouldn't have allowed Man United to be that short, that long, sorry. But also recent form, they won three on the bounce. And they won, they won games against decent opposition, against Villa, West Ham, Wolves. Have they been really decisive in many of these games? Probably not, Man United. They're not displaying, you know, the signs of the old Ferguson teams, but they've been churning victories out. And the concerning factor for me, if I'm looking at back in Luton here, there have been 28 total goals in Luton's last six games. I'm not sure they want to get into a shootout with Man United. Yes, they've been very good at home, Luton, this season, but they let us, well, not let us down, because my column was against them last weekend against Sheffield United. But now they've, they've probably been a little bit overrated now. Just a three-quarters of a goal underdog here. There were three-quarter goal favourites last week at Sheffield United. I think the market's caught up with them. And I think it's time to start fading them. I like United minus three-quarters, Pete. Yes, uh, uh, Monday night game. And I, I, I've, I've let myself down here again. I've got minus, <laughs> minus half a goal here. I've, I, you know, It's gone down to three-quarters of a goal. Which, which surprises me, really. Again, uh, I'll do the minus half goal stats. Everton, um, Palace, uh, recent head-to-heads, Palace have won naught. Everton have won five. There's been three draws. Everton went minus half a goal, one four, drawn two, lost four, come from two nil, um, defeat away at Man City. Palace, when they're plus half a goal, one two, drawn four, lost four, coming off a slightly disappointing and three one defeat away at, 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 sorry, at home to Chelsea. And I thought, they're a bit unlucky there, Palace. You know, they deserved a draw, goals. Peter. They deserved a draw. Yeah, yeah. Everton, though, not one in seven. Um, I have got the minus three quarter handicap. Yes, I have. 237 matches, 78 home, 62 push, 97 away, 109 plays, 97. My rating suggesting good value, Palace, and I think yeah, they are good value. Now that they're plus three quarters of the goal, definitely. Well, I don't know if you've heard the news, Pete, today, but Roy Hodgson was rushed into hospital earlier. Oh, um, no. Believe, I'm not sure if he collapsed on the training ground or or, or whatever happened. He, he has been rushed away from the uh, facility and uh, is under medical supervision. Um, I think that might galvanise. 
Palace a little bit for this game. For all Palace's struggles, I don't think that Roy will ever lose the dressing room. He's a very well-liked character. And we talk about Fortress Goodison, but the Toffees have picked up five more points away from home this season than in front of their own fans. So this myth about Everton being very difficult to beat on home soil isn't really panning out this season. Everton are winless in the last seven, whilst Palace have at least won two of the last five. And they'll head up to Goodison, considering this is a fixture where they can take something from. Now the line shifted to three quarters, Pete. I think the value's with Palace here. And for the podcast, I'll be taking it. And, and interestingly, folks, this is the, the goal line that is two and a quarter this weekend. Um Probably wouldn't be wanting to play the over, though. So, yeah, I'm signing with Palace plus three quarters here, Pete. Yeah, is it, I'm going for two bets this weekend. I'm going for New, Newcastle minus a half at home to Bournemouth and Palace plus three quarters away at Everton. I, I, what, I'm, what I'm also doing now, I'm, I'm now starting to tra- track, you know, teams that get the money, that, that the money comes in for. And I'll tell you what, Having looked at my first week and I've gone over the first few, you know, the big leagues, it's the big teams. The big teams see, attract the money, don't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And <clears throat> it's often those lines where you'll see like uh, like the Man U Luton game. It, it's about wondering where the money's going to come in closer to kick-off. And even if the bookmakers have got it priced slightly wrong to begin with, Yes. Then you need to you need to jump in because I knew full well that Man United minus a half wasn't going to hold against Luton. Just name recognition alone yes. globally, yes. money comes yes. in for the big teams, especially when they're playing the the lesser light. And if there are price that you think's wrong already or a line that's already wrong, then they're going to get hammered even more. I'm going to have just one selection this week, folks. I'm going to take Forrest and West Ham over two and a half goals for two points as I hope to address this terrible run I've had on the Premier League podcast. And apologies, I've got no uh, subscriber bets or columns this weekend. My jet lag has got the better of me, Peter. Yeah, also, I just have to point out as well, we will be missing two games this week. It's Man City uh, against Brentford taking place on Tuesday. And Liverpool Luton's taking place on Wednesday. It's a strange setup, actually. We've got eight games next weekend. What? what, what? I didn't even know that. Why? Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I was trying to work it out myself, and I couldn't work it out. These There's obviously the something going on. But Man City and Brentford are playing twice, but Liverpool and Luton are just playing the once, and that's on the Wednesday. It's strange, isn't it? Oh, crack. Well, I won't, we won't lose any sleep about missing those two games, to be no. perfectly honest. They look uh, pretty regulation <laughs> victories for the big two, don't they? Yes, they do, yes. Uh, I mean, like, like I say, it's a peculiar setup. So, obviously, there's something going on that we don't know. Oh, is it the cup final? Oh, that's probably what it is. Carabao Cup, isn't it? Yeah. That but we, we should know that, shouldn't we? <laughs> We don't follow those cups, not unless uh, Peterborough or Lincoln make extended runs deep into them. Which well, Peterborough on TV or the Peterborough on Sky Sports actually on Tuesday night. Oh, are they? They're normally on police interceptors. Yes, yeah, I normally see Peterborough away at uh, away at um, Blackpool. Yes, it's Chelsea Liverpool, isn't it? The Chelsea Liverpool final next week. 
Ah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's why. That's why we've only got eight games next weekend. Well, you learn something new every day, Peter. Yeah. What do I know about football? Not much, <laughs> according to the the Premier League betting stats this season. But never no, mind. Yeah, yeah, you are. Ha- you, you're having a bit of a thinker, aren't you? Oh, I mean, no need to rub it in. I'm going to bounce back this weekend with Forest and Wolves. Not Forest and Wolves, Forest and whoever they're playing. Forest and West Ham. Yeah. They're going to get it done for me. Over two and a half goals, load up. Right then, everybody, we shall speak to you later, uh, later next week. Best of luck, everybody.